Nonstop Rock Talk. It's really a pleasure to have you on the show today. How are you doing? I'm good, Tyson. Thanks for having me. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Um, I mean, under the circumstances, um, you're in California, I believe, right? Yeah, in Los Angeles. Yeah, and so you're probably the same as me in lockdown and just uh, trying to figure everything out, I guess. Yeah, you know, just uh, carrying on those lengthy text message chains with various groups and uh, sort of you know, consoling each other, you know, and at the same time being thankful that we're, you know, not directly affected. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, um, it's, I mean, it's been awesome, like on Facebook, for instance, with artists going on and playing live and just, uh, that's kind of, that's kind of been my thing because, because usually I'm watching sports as well, but there's no sports. So it's, it's primarily been, it's just been music, right? It's been, Wait, you haven't been watching the South Korean uh, National League or ba- sorry, baseball uh, league? No, like it's four, four a.m. and on ESPN. Oh, you're missing out. <laughs> we actually don't have. I'm, yet. Gonna, I'm, gonna get, I'm gonna get flamed by South Koreans. I'm sure it's great. I mean, they have they have a great league, great players, but you know. Yeah, I, you know what we we have we don't have ESPN in Canada. Like I'm up in Toronto, so we we actually have TSN and Sportsnet. Those are our two main oh. ones, but. But TSN usually plays the ESPN feeds, but um, right. that's funny that you mentioned it. A buddy of mine said, oh, the South Korean Baseball League thing's on. I'm like, oh, really? I, I haven't even, to be honest with you, I haven't even turned my cable on in a few weeks. <laughs> right? You know, well, like, I, 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 no, I totally get you on that one. It's just, it, it's like, you know, there's nothing really that you're going to, that I'm going to want to watch. So, I mean... They've been playing some like um, old school baseball games, like going back and stuff. And yeah, I've watched yeah. a couple of those, which was cool. And it's, I mean, it's mostly mostly like the Toronto Blue Jays and the Montreal Expos, which is, you know, if yeah, if it's a game that I want to watch, then then I'll turn it on. But other than that, it, you know, everyone I know has been watching the last the last dance, the uh, thing on the Chicago Bulls, their their uh, final. Yeah. season, you know, or, or final championship season. I haven't, um, I, I, I haven't watched it either, but, you know, even like our, our bassist, Adam, he called me, you know, like two weeks ago. He goes, dude, have you watched it yet? I go, well, watch what? There are like a million things right now. And he goes, last dance. I go, no, I haven't. He goes, he goes, you know, he goes normally I'm not into those lengthy, you know, uh, mini docs, especially sports ones. And he's a big sports fan. Yeah. And I go, yeah, okay. And he goes, but this one. He goes, this one's killer to watch. And then there's a couple other folks. And even my dad called me like, oh, you got to watch it. So I think we should watch it. Well, I'm glad you said that because I was a little skeptical. And my son, he, I mean, he's into basketball and he's like, have you watched that yet? I don't, I don't even know if he's watched it, but he was asking me about it. And I'm like, I don't know. But now that, you know, I've heard someone that's watched it to know now I probably will tune into it. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing for me. And if not, you know, if you want more sports, uh, you can do what I've been doing lately and, and actually have a Twitter account and go on Twitter and, and you don't have to partake, but you can just view the barbs going back and forth between the left and the right. And 
Uh-huh. You know, that's definitely become a that's become a sport in and of itself. <laughs> that's, that's entertainment for sure, right? <laughs> oh my god, that's unbelievable! I'll, I'll take screenshots and send them to my brothers or my cousins. I have a big family, and, and it's just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> you know? Wow, I can't. I mean, we in Canada, um, our political things are a lot i mean we get a lot we get a lot of american news right a lot of usa news right so, yeah so i mean yeah. we get a lot of trump stuff and you know but i choose i kind of don't say a whole lot of my opinion because because there's some likewise because there's some people that are really pro-trump and then there's others that are not and yeah sometimes i just find myself just just agreeing with them just because i don't want to get into any type of argument i have my views but some yep. people just don't want to hear them, right? So, yeah, no, and I, I'm the same. I, I, you know, I'm sorry if I brought it up other than just for the humor of it, but, yeah. but it's, I, I'm the same. And, and, and to be honest with you, my opinion is I like lots of opinions. I like, I like the diversity of opinions, and I, I'm, I'm absolutely open to hearing them. I just would appreciate if people, you know, are, are just a little, uh, I don't even know what the word would be, just, uh, they're they're a little more forgiving of, of each other and of themselves. You know, you, you don't need to beat me over the head. You don't need to beat someone else over the head. We're all in this together, you know, and let's just try to be amicable about the whole situation. Yeah, that makes I, sense. I agree. The one thing I find is that if if they don't like somebody, no matter what they do, even if it's good or bad, they're still going to bash it. There's, you know, it does not matter. You could give them the argument from God. Again, again, you know, as far as the opinion from God, there may be an opposition to what they think. But if they, or their mind is set, it does not matter. They're sticking to it. I totally agree with you. So, I mean, there's no point in even saying anything, right? So, no, no, absolutely not. It's like, okay, (laughs) here we go. (laughs) (laughs) So let's let's talk music now. Yeah. So as as we start, and for my listeners who may not be aware of Sons of Silver, kind of give me a little bit about your background musically and what kind of led you in the direction to be in Sons of Silver. We're a rock band, a new rock band from Los Angeles, and we uh, have a variety of of characters in the band, various backgrounds, um, and we came together. Uh, originally, a couple of years ago, uh, to be a, a singer-songwriter in band, where I was a singer, principal songwriter, and they were backing me up when we were doing sort of, you know, indie, alt-rock, a little bit of Americana-ish tunes, and, and that was great. It, it kind of took off for us quick, uh, with just a, a few tracks cut, we, you know, got some placements, got some attention from local radio and, uh, and from clubs in particular, and we started touring the U.S., uh, you know, playing really 60, 80 dates a year, club dates, anywhere from, you know, uh, 200 capacity venues to 500 capacity venues and, and doing really well with that. And then we got some good opening slots, for instance, with our friends in Candlebox and some others and started playing, you know, uh, small theater styles and 3,000 seat places, toured Europe a couple of times doing that. And uh, along the way, though, we became, we, we found that, you know, we, we, we just started writing together. And we found a real chemistry, and it, and it, the sound, you know, naturally then evolved into a, a, a group thing, um, a joint effort, and uh, and and it became more rock, which is where we're at now. Mm-hmm. And and uh, you know, our, our the, the persons in the band are you know standouts in that we have our guitarist Kevin Holland, 
who uh, was was in the band Skillet for several years, uh, a fantastic guitarist, and and he you know brings that sort of rock attitude, but with his own tastes, which are are uh, you know somewhere between you know, the, the the bluesy rock and and Radiohead, and then our our bass player, who's my dear friend for many years, and we've been in other projects together, Adam Curry, who is the bass player in Candlebox. Um, that that was yeah that was the, that's the Camelbox connection and or one of them and uh, and Adam uh, you know uh, he, he's well he's he's my dearest friend so he he and I sort of put the project together and and then uh, Dave Dave Cruz and our drummer who is currently in Camelbox as well but was also the founding drummer of the band Pearl Jam and uh, he played and was you know involved in the writing of their you know their premier album, which is one of the most premier, premier albums of all time, 10. Yeah. So, uh, and, and Dave was, in fact, inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame with uh, Pearl Jam a couple of years ago. So, uh, between those three characters and my wife, Brina Kabler, who's our um, keyboardist, background singer, as well as engineer, she records and mixes all of our songs, uh, you know, I, we just sort of stumbled into this thing. And, and, uh, and we, we followed our, our natural instincts, didn't try to think too hard of what we wanted to be, and we found ourselves just being sort of this rock band with a lot of punk, bluesy influences, and then some more, you know, theatrical or or uh, dreamy type stuff influenced by Radiohead and U2, for instance. And and uh, it's become, you know, it's really taken off fast for us, and uh, it's, we've worked hard, but it's been a quick ride at the same time and and it's really enjoyable because it starts with our friendship and our relationships with each other we just really love being around and it shows in the music you know we, we just love hanging out with each other yeah i to be honest with you i hadn't heard the band the band until recently and everything i've heard i've really really liked um thank what, you what what i found interesting was you the band is an indie band more or less right like, yeah, as far as uh, label connections, you yeah, mean? yeah, yeah, we 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 do have a a, a distribution and promotion deal with Universal now, oh. and in fact, they're releasing they're releasing our first EP on June nineteenth. Um, and if I may pull like it, it's going to be titled "Root Awakening," which is one of the uh, key songs. But but yeah, we've we've operated independently, and that that came about because the way we started. I mean, you know, it was, this was just sort of a side project, a fun thing to do on the side, and then. It, it, you know, it, it took off and, and we all have a lot of experience in the industry, you know, with different bands and, and it just felt right to keep it independent because one, we, we kind of knew how to steer the ship early on too. It's, it's, you know, it's kind of better these days just to sort of, sort of operate on your own as, you know, as long as possible. And three, because we have a lot of friends who are in the, in the business, in at record labels, who were helping us out in a lot of places along the way. So we, you know, we're we're definitely indie, but we got a lot of help. Yeah, and that's it. Was kind of why kind of why I brought that up was because of the fact that the players that are in the band have you know have been successful, and it's, it's kind of like a it's almost like a super group, you know, like as they would call it, right? And um, yeah, you know, and and that's why I asked because I, I'm sure at one I'm sure there has been label interest. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, but, um, it, but I totally understand why you would want to keep it indie as well. Yeah, it, it's, it's, um, there's definitely been a label interest and we could go that route. 
but right now, the better thing for us is to stay in indie as long as we can, yeah. uh, and and you know get up to a level where there is there are no questions anymore as to you know how if, as to whether or not the band can be truly successful. You know, to get to that next level where we're selling out, you know, larger venues, and you know, we're getting we have various streams of income, and they're they're very strong, and we're we're nearly there. We should we should be there within twelve months, eighteen months max, and uh, and and then then we can really look at it. You know, once we're well into that, and it's but it's fun though. I mean, I must admit, it's like you know. <sighs> We all enjoy the ride it, it, because it's, it's such a ride that if you don't enjoy it, yeah. you might as well you just do something else because it is a, it's just Mr. Toad's wild ride. Make no mistake about it. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you know what? Listening to the music that I've heard, you can hear the, like sometimes you listen to a band and you're like, eh, I don't know. It, you know, like maybe the chemistry's not there, but then you hear a band and the first time you hear it, you can automatically hear that chemistry and everything is, uh, cohesive it, it it all blends together and the band you know which makes makes for a good listen right i that's kind of hard to that's describe. so cool to hear yeah yeah and sometimes and and i think um certain situations where you do hear a band and you're like i don't know about that but the first when i first heard this i was like oh man this is really good and i believe the first track i heard was uh world of fire and um really liked it cool um cool and I mean, from the from reading your bio, it states our writings, and I believe this was from you. Our writing sessions generally begin without an agenda. We simply start playing and feeding off of each other as we discover new ideas together. Uh, world yep. World on Fire is it World of Fire or World, world on, fire? on Fire? World on Fire. Yeah. Sorry, uh, was one of those songs. I I and this is really cool. I'd been relearning blues scales, and I came up with the basic form of the main riff to the song as well as the lyric. I thought that was really cool because here you are, you know, you're working on something, you know, your skills, and then you, a riff comes out of it. And I thought that was really cool. Yeah, it, it, it is cool. And, and frankly, for me, that's the thing that commonly happens where I'll come up with ideas where I'm kind of pushing myself to just you know, to either refresh on something or or learn something new. And, you know, I'm a, I'm a good guitarist, I may say so. I'm a solid, I'm a very good rhythm guitarist, solid guitarist. Would be, you know, what... If, if you're when you're listening to us nine times out of ten, uh, what you're hearing on the left side, just this, because of just how we tend to mix things, what you're hearing on the left is Kevin, what you're hearing on the right is me, you know. And um, but anyway, going back to what you were saying is that you know uh, a lot of inspiration will, will, for me will come with sort of pushing myself, trying new ideas. And the cool part now is that you know, like you were reading back from the bio there. Yeah. I'll, you know, we'll, we'll all come up with little ideas. And, and I, and I, you know, I'm a songwriter. I've written a lot of songs to many people have heard. And, and, and I can take a song from A to Z, but I purposely choose not to in this case. And it's, it's because I, w I want to leave a lot of room for everyone else to contribute. And, and, and that's what the ideas that I bring in. Forget things that, that the band brings in or forget the, you know, one of the guys in the bands bring in, but, or, uh, but, and then, you know, forget the ideas that now more often than not come when we're just noodling around and, and Dave, let's say, starts playing a beat that gets me inspired to do something or Kevin and then Adam falls and whatever, whatever it might be, you know, it, it's just fun to do it as a group because 
you, you, you don't know where it's going to go. And then when it starts sinking in, which happens usually for us quick and, and often, it's, it's, it's this energy and this, this, it's, it's like, it's, uh, it's like create, you're really creating something. It's like, I, I don't have kids, but it's like, I would assume it's in the line with that, where you're creating something together. You really get to share and experience that moment together. And, and, and that's the only, you're the only people in the world who've experienced it like that. So it's a special little bond between you. Oh, that's cool. That's a great answer. Um, I find it. Uh, and I mean, so how does with, um, with Adam and Dave, you mentioned that Dave's in, in Candlebox as well, and they've just announced that they're going to be playing again. Well, is that in some way going to um, affect what you guys are doing with this as well? Or I guess. No, no. We, we, you know, there were, there were actually a couple stumbling blocks early on. And in some cases we went and toured opening for Candlebox. We did, we spent weeks on the road with them yeah. and, and um, I'm, you know, good and very good friends with Kevin Martin, the lead singer. And, uh, um, you know, we hang out outside of music stuff, but, um, no, our, our, our two, our, our booking people and, and management people, they have figured out a way to, to, uh, make everything coexist. So we'll check in with each other. It's like, Hey, can we take this week or two here? Can we take this week or two? Can we take this month? You know, and sometimes we'll have, um, you know, a, a bunch of dates, booked out like a month and then we'll get a call and say, Hey, you know, uh, Candlebox would like to do this weekend in, in Florida. Um, how about you guys fly down and we, we do uh, joint days together, you know? And so, cause we'll be on the road, let's say in, in Pennsylvania and we'll hop on a plane and fly down, play a couple shows together. And then we'll be back on our, our tour, you know, or vice versa. So um, it's, yeah, it works out well. And it's, and it's good because, you know, uh, Dave, Dave, and, and uh, Adam, their their primary source of income is from touring. So, you know, uh, having both bands be active is, is is very good for them financially, and it, and it's good for us too because then you 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 know we're with guys who are just they're doing it all the time and love it, and it keeps us all really fresh. Because I I personally you know sort of leading the band on the business end and then having other ventures on the side. I don't have the, the, the time to go out and be out on the road as much as they do at this point and where our band is. So it really works out. It, it works out really well. I mean, that's really cool that you guys get to go and play with them because that gives you that exposure to get that music out there as well for their, for the candle box fan base as well. Right. For, you know, Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, we have, we have a lot of candle box fans, you know, and, and they're, they're great. It's a, it's a great a great fan base too because they're very loyal. They really know the music well. Um, they're, uh, they're you know it's just I found time and time again it's a lot of salt of the earth people. So and I guess you could probably find that in, in, in you know most any act you go out there where the fans are really passionate about that particular act. But you know in our case this is what happens to be. So I'll say that they're some of the best. Yeah, and that's, I mean, they were, I'm, I'm thinking back to that time when, I mean, when that first album came out and I bought it and I, I played the crap out of it. I think they were probably yeah. in that time era, they were probably one of my favorite bands then. And um, Yeah, there, there are a lot of folks like that. You know, I, for, for me at that time, I wasn't, I was listening to a lot of, you know, um, REM, U2 is younger. So, you know, and then my, so my, my, my father was playing stuff like that. So I really didn't get into Candlebox, get into their stuff until really until we were on tour with them. Wow. And then seeing them night after night, you know, I was like, wow, this is pretty amazing. And, and I must say, you know, look, I've seen U2, I've seen Springsteen, I've, you know, seen God, God knows how many great artists yeah. with, with, or act with great lead singers. Kevin Martin 
is right up there with them. I mean, make no mistake about it, and I, I don't say this lightly or loosely, uh, he is a fantastic front man, and he, he gives it everything, every single show, because he loves it so much. It's a very sincere performance, and it's, it's really, for me, it was a, it was a, a great uh, lesson watching someone like that play at night and night out, being on the road for, you know, two, four, six, eight weeks at a time, and, and, and having, you know, just that, that also not, not just seeing it, but the intimate moments behind the scenes to pick someone's brain, just, just talk about stuff, you know? Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah, I just, I was, before we, we we talked today. I was I was talking to my daughter and I was explaining. She's like, "Oh, who are you interviewing today?" And I and I told her and I said, "Yeah, there's um the drummer from the band was in Pearl Jam and the bass players from Candlebox and that." And she goes, "My mom would freak out because she's like this huge Pearl Jam fan, right?" So <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's, that's awesome. awesome!" I was like, "That's cool." But um, and it was funny because the other day I actually posted on Facebook that first Pearl Jam Ten album because I have I have the vinyl of it right, and um, oh wow yeah and I had and I had been posting a bunch of other stuff and this guy goes because a lot of it was like eighties hair rock stuff because a lot of my show is based on that, but um, this guy goes he goes do you ever post anything other than anything from that era I was like oh I got something for you and I posted this Pearl Jam album and. It was funny because uh-huh. the conversation of the people that wanted to talk about that album was unbelievable. Just all these people it, coming it, out of the woodwork, right? It, it's amazing, isn't it? I mean, yeah. it's, I, I didn't really realize it until a few years ago how influential that album was. I didn't, first of all, I didn't realize it was one of the 25 biggest selling albums of all time. I, I knew it was big. Yeah. I didn't realize it was that big. And, and, it was interesting too, you know, when I was learning this because my dad went to one of their concerts. It was actually I, he he went to their last show. Uh, it was the last show at the Philadelphia Spectrum, and it was oh, it was wow. a Pearl Jam play for a few nights. And one of his friends is from Philly. My dad just happened to be in New York, and his buddy was like, "Hey, why don't you come visit me in Philly?" He went down, stayed at his house, and they're just hanging out. And they're like, "Hey, let's go to a Pearl Jam show." I went to the show. My dad called me, and he goes, "It was pretty funny." He goes, "Hey." you know this band Pearl Jam? <laughs> and my, my dad, you gotta say, my dad, he's a musician. He, so the, the way he presented it wasn't, he, 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 you know, he knows who Pearl Jam is. He knows, but I know, but, but it was the way he said it. But anyway, man, their lead singer, he said really good songs because, but their lead singer, his charisma, his voice, I, I, I've never, I've never heard screams like that. It's the most incredible screams I've ever heard. He goes, I don't normally like screaming. I'm like, well, he, I'm like, Dad, the guy, he's, he's amazing. And I said, and that first album is legendary. You know? Yeah, it, yeah, it totally is. And it's, I mean, the next, the next, the next couple I really liked too. I, I don't know if I've heard a Pearl Jam album in a long time that I've, you know, those first I know I, I like Vitality. Yeah. You know? Yeah, Vitality was good. There was there was one right after that. Was that, that no was code? Good, you know? was that I think that's I think so. Yeah. Okay. And I after that, you know, I just went a different way. But yeah, um you know, it was it was funny because I was talking about Pearl Jam and, and Dave, we can stay on for a minute. I have a funny story from a, like a year and a half ago and my my wife and I were at a actually it was a New Year's Eve party and and we were uh, at a friend's restaurant and and we had another acquaintance friend who was there who was a musician and somehow 
you know, well, the three of us were talking yeah. and, and somehow this, we got on the topic of drummers and, and this, this other musician is going, you know, it's amazing. He said, you know, my favorite drummer, blah, blah, blah. He said, the guy from Pearl Jam's 10 album, his name is uh-huh. Dave Cruzen. I swear <laughs> to God. And he's going on and on. He goes, I love his playing that album. It changed my life, blah, blah, blah. And, I, and so we're sort of staying in a triangle, you know, shape facing each other, right? Yeah. And I'm kind of like glancing out of my, my eye, looking at my wife and she's smirking at me. And we're letting him go on and on and on. And, and meanwhile, he's a very successful musician. He's very good, but he had no clue, right? What we were, what we were smiling at. So he's looking like, what's up with you guys? And so I pull out my phone and I said, is this the guy? I showed a picture. I said, is this the guy you're talking about? And he looks at him and he looks, takes the phone, looks at the pictures, and he's like, wait a minute, I'm confused here. He goes, you, you guys got a picture with him? I said, well, <laughs> I said, look, he's my dear friend, XYZ, and he said, explain the whole thing. He was stunned. He was like, oh, oh my God. Oh, you know, and I was like, wow, this, this, it's amazing. It's like, this is a really hardcore fan. How cool is this? You know? That's cool. It's so, yeah. it's so funny, too, because you sometimes you don't know if you're talking, and you, you never know, right? If you're talking about someone, you don't know who knows someone else, right? That That's kind of funny. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's true. You and, know? Uh, I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, sorry. No, no, no. no I, 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 had it, I had that last year, you know, with someone who wanted to introduce me to, I won't mention names, but another famous musician. And, and you know, it's uh, it actually just a local sort of restaurant coffee shop I go into. And the guy working there, he and I befriended each other. And, he finally finds out a musician and he's like, oh, you know, I, I, I knew, I knew it. He goes, I, I've been wanting to introduce you to this other musician friend of mine who comes in here a lot. And I said, oh, well, we do. And so a couple months later he did and turns out it was my favorite guitarist of all time. And I'll, I'll just leave it at that. But I was, I, I was, I, it, it was really difficult at first for me. But that, after a few minutes, I was like, ah, oh, this guy puts, puts his pants on one leg at a time like everyone else is, you know, so very sweet person. Yeah, people ask me that sometimes. They're like, oh, you interview so-and-so, and you interviewed so-and-so. And I'm like, you know what? It's it, it's, it's more or less, it's like having a talk with your friend. Like, that's the way I look at it. It's like, it you're, you're there to, you know, you're talking about music, and that's the common ground, and it makes it, it makes it easier, right? It's just, you know. Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's. At first, of course, when I started doing it, it was a little bit intimidating. But as time has gone on, it, it just becomes a lot easier. But um, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. And my my friend is just like he's he's just kind of like really. I was like, yeah, man, it's you know like, it, and it's like you said. So an an artist once told me that the same thing. It, they still put their their pants on one leg at a time, and that's just the way to look. Right. <laughs> And yeah, and I, you know, and, and from your end of it, you know, because it's like we have it, you know, like you and I don't know each other, right? Where this is our, I mean, your audience is hearing this. Tyson and Peter don't know each other. We're meeting effectively. This is our first conversation together on the phone. That's right. But because we have a common, a, a strong commonality, a common like, common, uh, you know, interests. Uh, that that it's not not even just very not a tiny thing. It's, it's you, I can tell from the conversation it's pretty broad. It's like anything else. You you you're sitting next to someone on a plane. You're sitting at a bar next to someone, and you you strike up a conversation. You find out you like certain things, same things. You start talking on about this, and you could go on 
for days probably. Exactly. That's how life is. And that's cool. To me, I love that. You yeah, know, it's, me too. It's, those are bonding things. We need more of those these days, God knows. Oh, no kidding. No kidding. And it, I mean, with, with the way technology is today to bring everybody together so easily when you need to speak, when you need to do things, I just, I think that's amazing because, because oh, yeah. 25 years ago, this, you, I mean, things weren't this easy and this is, I mean, we're lucky now in that aspect. No, we, I, absolutely. It's, it's, and it's fun too, you know, I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, it's, uh, you know, it's intimidating at times and it's overwhelming for sure. Um, if you don't know how to how to manage it or man, manage the technology or manage your time, but but once you do, you know, physically manage it, once you do emotionally manage it, it's it's really rewarding because you know, like this conversation here. I mean, we we for all we know, we may do another twenty of these over the next exactly. twenty years. Here. Exactly. You know, and that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, and I agree. I, I totally agree. Now, I must make mention of how we ended up talking today was through uh, Jody Glixman best. She is uh, yeah, Jody. Jody. She's awesome. Um, she kind of makes my job easier when it comes to setting up guests for my show. And, you know, like she sends me stuff all the time and she's, I have to give her a plug because up until now, I don't think I have, but I really wanted to. But today all of a sudden I get, I get an email from her and she's like, you're, you're interviewing Peter today. Uh, here's a new track. And I was like, what? And she, and it was like, literally three hours until we were going to speak. So the new track quarantine in California just came today. I had a chance to listen to it a couple of times. Really awesome track, by the way. Um, Thank you. I love that fast drum beat with the snare hit on every other beat. It's kind of, you know, like that really, really cool groove. Yeah. The rockabilly thing. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I take it that this song was written while you've been in quarantine. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's what actually this one is what happened with this one. It was we're we're you know prepping for our EP coming out, as I was mentioning earlier. So you know, doing interviews, making sure artwork's done, you know, talking to promotional folks and label folks, or you know, making sure all those ducks are lined up. And it's it's a lot of lot of work, a lot of time consuming work. But in the meantime, you know, what for me, I try to squeeze in playing and writing a little bit. And I woke up in the middle of the night. And I had the idea of the lyrics to the song. Just the, just the lyrics. And I mentioned it to my wife. And she's like, yeah, yeah, okay, cool, whatever. So, I went, you know, a couple of days later, woke up again in the middle of the night. And, and the lyrics just sort of fell out of my lap. You know, it fell into my lap. I scribbled them down and uh, went back to bed, woke up, made a quick, you know, sort of reference of the song, recording on my phone, and blasted it off to the guys. And I said, what do you think? That we could do this just for fun? It'll be sort of a nice way to you know, hold the fort down with the new release before the EP comes out. And, yeah. and they're like, yeah, let's do it. And let's, everyone just recorded at home and we'll just have fun. So I was like, great. So, you know, Dave did his drums, sent them off to Adam. Adam played his bass, sent his bass and drums to Kevin. And Kevin is the guy who really, really put it over the top because, because we, I mean, if you listen to a song, it's campy, you know, it could be a con country song he put the sort of social distortion guitars on there. And then I was like, okay, this is cool. And sent it back, the whole track back to my wife and I, and I put, we put some vocals on it. She mixed it with him and, and that was that. And, and you know, we were like, okay, we'll just put it up on YouTube. So we sent it over to Universal, like, uh, 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 no way. You guys are doing this to us. We love this. I'm like, are you serious? Ah, that's awesome. And they're like, oh, literally, I got a call. This was a, a 
a week ago. Yeah, a week ago at like nine thirty at night, they're like, uh, "Hey, Peter, such such universe." I'm like, "Hey, yeah." So we heard that you guys were just going to go around us on this one because uh, for whatever reason. I go, "Yeah, I thought you quicker and faster and just simpler, you know, do like this." And I'm like, "Yeah, we we have a problem with that." I'm like, oh. I go, I pause. I go, "Are you serious?" And they're like, yeah, yeah, we, we, this is kind of picked up fire around the office here. We'd really be hurt if you guys did that. Uh, I go, you really are serious. And I said, yeah, so, okay, so we waited an extra week and, that's cool. and we came out today. Wow, that's awesome. And, and you mentioned that guitar sound. I was going to ask you, I, I wasn't sure who played, whose guitar sound that was, and I loved it. I have to honestly. Dolphin. Like, yeah, and I was like, "What?" The, I, as a guitar player myself, I'm like, "What the hell was he? What, what is he using on there?" That is like he's, he's playing. He's playing. I, I believe he's playing his 335. I think that's what he said. He, Kevin and I, if you could see our text message chain, yeah. uh, or even our call list, it, it is nonstop every day with guitar stuff. I mean, I mean nonstop. Yeah. So before I'll go on a tangent for ten seconds. We'll be driving in the bus or the van on the road, and sometimes we'll have four, six, eight-hour drive, a long all-day drive, whatever, yeah. and we will sit there and talk guitar the whole time, and my wife will go like, how did you guys do that, and how do you do it every day? <laughs> I'm like, I, I'm like, hey, same thing as this conversation. You find a common passion, there you go. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, she, she did it. She's, uh, she's got a... Um, the cab that Ampy was using, if you care to know, is uh, absolutely. It's it's it, it, it's it's actually um, a kit. It's uh, most Mo- I think it's Mojitone makes a kit. They're they're um, eighteen watt Marshall um, sort of kit, and it's it's uh, he he bought when he had some spare time, and he he bought the kit, you know, with with the amp and and in a head and then a twelve inch twelve uh, inch. Uh, yeah, it's a twelve inch, yeah, twelve inch speaker combo. Yeah, no, not combo, uh, separate, separate cab. Oh, okay. and uh, he built this thing, you know. And so he breaks the studio. <laughs> this is like back in February, and, and we're like, wow, this, this is actually pretty damn good. So we brought in a couple other marshals to check out. And we're like, this, this blows these away. So there you go. Wow, you know, for six seven hundred bucks, he, he built a you know three thousand dollar amp. And and now, now, mind you, if I tried to do that, I would electrocute myself. So yeah, I would too. I can't. I don't. I don't mod any of my stuff or anything i'd send it to somebody or you know yeah just i'm just not good that way unfortunately i know what i like to hear but yeah but you know like actually trying to do it not a chance i actually what, what about like what about setting up your guitar just you know setting up the action and things like that no i send it i kind of figured so i asked for a reason because that's how i always was you know yeah. And it was especially easy for me for a few years because the, the tech I took my stuff to um, was a block away. So I would literally just walk to his shop and I'd like, hey, can you tweak this for me? And he, you know, 20 bucks later, do it, right? Yeah. But, but now, you know, I'm, I've gotten a little more particular. Uh, I don't have anyone right down the street from me any longer. And I'm, you know, like a, like a typical Los Angelino. I get a little lazy with, when it comes to that. Yeah. And, um, not that Los Angelinos are lazy, but you know we try to. We've now become like New Yorkers, where we try to stay in our little zones because traffic can be so bad. But anyway, um, I digress. Uh, I I went to Kevin. I said, "Look, man, teach me some of this stuff." So he taught me how to set up my guitar, how to change, you know, the bridge if I want to put a new bridge on, you know, and like that. And it's actually not that hard. So if you 
if you're ever feeling the moment of inspiration, it, don't be uh, you know overwhelmed. It's, it's, okay. it, it, don't be intimidated. It's actually not that hard. Yeah, I'm always I'm all, like I have a guy that I like. It's actually in the store, but like we have a chain up here called Long McQuaid, and it's a big. It's become a big chain, but the manager there takes care of me, like, and he takes care of all my stuff for me, and he's he's actually a friend of mine as well. So. Like anything, oh, there you, go. you know, like anything, I'm just like, I'll bring it to him. And he's like, okay, I, our guy, I'll do it. And, you know, um, I was actually just, I was robbed back, uh, in September and lost four guitars. And, Are you serious? Yeah. Uh, what, where, where were you robbed? My house, my house was robbed. Are- are you kidding me? No. And, um, I lost, <sighs> I lost like 200 vinyls. And people listening to the show, they've heard this story before because I have talked about it to other artists and and whatnot. Yeah, I lost a Les Paul Standard, uh, a Tele, a Tele, a Strat, and I had a Charvel, a Warren Martini. I'm not sure if you know who he is, but anyways, um, his no. his custom model. He's in the band Rat, but it's a smoking guitar. Oh, okay. It's just a hot guitar, right? And um, yeah, it had a Seymour Duncan in it, like really. I mean, it was wound really. It was hot. Uh, I'm sorry, man. I, that see that pisses me off. If I may yeah. say on your show, it, that just like it's just completely unacceptable in my book. You know, I agree. Uh, just, let's just leave it at that for me. I mean, I can go way further than that. I'm sorry to have that. I, I was actually when I was a kid, um, my mom's house. My parents lived when I was very young, but, yeah. but you know, uh, but so it was all amicable between. But nonetheless. Um, my mom's house was robbed one time and they took everything. I mean, literally they came with a moving truck and pretended to be movers when I was at school, my brother's at school, my mom and my stepdad were at work. And they, they took the whole house. They cleaned it out. And my dad was robbed one time. They stole a guitar. They stole, a, a, you know, some audio gear, some vinyl like you. Yeah. And, and it, it feels you feel so uh, violated. I mean, it's true. It's not, not a cliche. You, you really feel violated. So I'm sorry you had to go through that, man. I hope you were able to replace some of it. Yeah, I have. Um, I mean, a lot of the vinyl was like 80 stuff. And that was, uh, yeah, that was a challenge. Um, thank God for, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the site Discogs, but um, yeah, anything, you know, Let's just go on Discogs. It's expensive, though. It cost. It, it was probably nine grand in vinyl. That was. Oh, gee. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was crazy. Like there's, I mean, there was one album that cost me with shipping a hundred and ten dollars to replace alone. Wow. One album just to get a good, decent cut because they take care of my stuff, right? And yeah, yeah, you know I get what it. I mean. It's not like it's not like I have parties and there's people like with my records everywhere. It's like they're all in plastic and they're well taken care of. And I, you're a collector. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, like for some. I get it. For someone to come in my house and just, you know, it was, it was devastating. And it took me a long time to, I, I mean, I don't think I'll ever get over it. And, and I mean, just thinking about those guitars and um, my Strat, for instance, um, I had played in a band and had been on the road with that guitar and it had all the marks and everything in it from, you know, just from, you know, the paint would chip off in one spot and then it would chip a bit more and I could tell you why and, you know, and to lose that. Yeah. You know, it's, no, it's a PC, it's a PCU. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's a sort of like, uh, it's a marker of your history. Like, you, you know, it's, it's like any, it's a memento. It's, a, yeah. it's like, yeah, it's, so I get it. That's tough. You know, I'm yeah. sorry, man. Yeah. And you know, I don't think, I I'm really sure we probably will never recover them. Unfortunately, that's just it, right? Yeah. 
But um, yeah, that, that's too bad. Sorry about that. Oh, thanks, man. And you know, as as um, as as the re- instruments are replaced, you're kind of excited to get new stuff, but it's not. It's exciting, but it's just like, oh man, I wish I had that back. <laughs> you, you know, it, it it does. Yeah, it, no, I totally get that. And you, what you just when you just said that, it reminded me. I, I totally forgot here. I actually had some camera equipment uh, stolen a few years ago at our recording studio. And um, it was, uh, to, to make a long story short, I was, have been or was a, a hobby, you know, hobby photographer, whatever you want to call it. It's, it's like it's a good, good hobby thing, but it turned out to be pretty good. People, you know, like, hey, can you come shoot our our headshots or come shoot this for us, you know? And I, and I would just do it for free because it was fun for me, right? Yeah. Acquired a number of lenses, really hunting them down, trying to buy them used, so I didn't, you know, have to pay full price and blah blah blah. So I could test stuff out. Anyway, so so our our recording studio is backed up against an alley, and uh, and there's a gate around it for parking lot, you know, and uh, and someone had left the the gate open accidentally, and I had I was you know inside a front room of the recording studio, in the back room I had set my bag down and. You know, and my camera equipment was stolen. But the funny part was, is I didn't, I, I didn't figure it out for a couple of days. Oh. And and what happened was, I, I thought I, I went to leave, and I, I went home, and and uh, and I didn't see my bag, and and I just assumed I left it home because I wouldn't always bring it with me. Mm. And then I, you know, the next day I went back to the studio, and I couldn't find it. And uh, and I was like, huh, that's strange. So I, I actually went back home that same day and hunted around the house and couldn't find it. And I, was, I was like getting a little concerned at that point. So I went back to the studio, hunted around some more. I'm like, I must have hit it somewhere at home, you know. Occasionally I would do stuff like that. And usually I wouldn't forget. Anyway, nonetheless, fast forward another day. Still can't find it. I'm like, okay, I am losing my mind here. There has got to be, there's got to be something wrong. It must have been stolen. And everyone was like, no, you're crazy. I'm like, it must have been. I don't lose things. Yeah. Went to the building soup. I said, "Hey, can you uh, can you check the video cameras in the building and see if just you know just go back to this day and, and let's look throughout the day." So we're watching. And he's like, yeah. "He's like, we're not going to see anything." Watching fast forward. Next thing I know, you see this little figure sort of run from the alley, run inside, and run back out. I'm like, oh, back up there. We played it in real time. Some guy walked in off the street, went went to an open door. Took the stuff and ran all in about thirty seconds. That's Paul. And wow. And, and the, the best part was we call the cops. The cops shows up to take a take a police report. Fortunately, it was insured, so that was really the main reason for the police report. Yeah. And um, and the cops like, oh yeah, yeah. He goes, oh, we get six to eight of these a day in a couple blocks here in these alleys. I'm like, are you kidding? He goes, no. Nah. They go through open doors just like this, and they grab something and leave. I go, why don't you put notices up? He's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> so he was just nonchalant about it. <laughs> he, was like, he, was like, he was like, oh, yeah, he had happened every day. <laughs> what? That's anyway. crazy, man. I'm sorry that I'm sorry that that happened to you. Maybe. Well, yeah, but, it, but the last thing they said, you, it kind of killed my hobby at that point. Cause I was like, eh, I, you know, I got insured, got another camera, but it was never quite the same. That was like three years ago. Yeah. So. Wow. Anyway, yeah, you know, people, it's just, I mean, it's, it's just the way it is. It, it, this isn't actually the, I mean, when I was a kid, my parents' house got robbed. I, we were away yeah. in broad daylight, middle of the day. My parents were out, oh. I was out, came home and, you know, back screen windows open and 
mom's jewelry's gone and it was cds then they stole like uh, i only had better they stole all my cds but luckily that was all insured but so it's it's technically but this one was worse it was just i mean they ransacked the house more or less you know so. that happened to my cousin last summer they were we were actually we were all on vacation visiting family in greece yeah and i one of my i have a bunch of cousins and and we're all very close but one in particular he and i are like brothers and uh he was we were in greece he was there with his his young children and his wife and he gets a call when, one day and he comes back and I'm like, what? He goes, you won't believe this, man. I, I just got a call from my neighbors. He goes, All right, we got robbed. And, and you know, and, and I go, well, how is he? He goes, I don't know. I sent over one of my other friends to check it out. His friend went over there. We have a friend who's LAPD. Um, and uh, they went over there to check it out specifically on his behalf. And they're like, man, not only did they take a bunch of stuff, they ransacked your house. And he's like, are you kidding me? And this was in the beginning of a four-week, this is like the third day of a four-week vacation. Oh, my God. So so, so his wife was like, let's go back. And he's like, no, we're going to go back to Let's finish our vacation. So, But they had to deal with that the whole time, you know, and, and uh, then the thought of what you're going to come home to. And so, it's like, you know, you hear stuff like that. I don't know how we got on this talk, but it's like, yeah. like, really? You really need to spread your your, your sort of, problems around other people just keep them to yourself you know exactly <laughs> oh i so agree i so agree oh i mean we did kind of get off to off topic but it's cool i mean we it was kind of talking about guitars and and then it kind of led yeah to that, but um that's cool now i noticed on the website there are two separate tracks for down and never enough so i was like i listened to them and um it says acoustic versions um oh right right and they're kind of different and the one which one was it for um never enough i think it might have been is that a yeah. totally different track it's it they're really bizarre oh, it's really cool both both are we we actually tracked those um last summer we were on the road and um we had a couple days off in new york and we were actually doing some uh radio promo stuff yeah, going and radio and record store promo stuff, you know. And this was this is when we had just uh, signed something with Universal. So basically, they lined lined up a bunch of you know um, folks such as yourself for us to meet with. Say, hey, next year these guys are coming out with an album, you know, and uh, get get familiar with them. It was one of those sort of you know just get familiar with the promo type. you know yeah yeah it was, and it was fun. So anyway, we had we had uh, one evening off and and. Uh, we, you know, and we were like, hey, you know, one of our friends was like, hey, why, why don't we go into recording, go, I'll take you in this recording studio and track you guys and do a couple acoustic versions of songs. And we're like, yeah, we, you know, we could really use that. So we, uh, we tracked, you know, as you heard, uh, we tracked Down and, and uh, Never Enough, um, and we tracked them live. Yeah. Um, and we, we then called up another friend who came with his, uh, you know, his video equipment and he, he shot, the, you know, live performance performance videos of, of us recording and um it was great it was a uh, i think it was at the bunker recording studio in brooklyn and uh, don't hold me to that I'm, just, I'm sorry if i got that wrong it was a really killer recording studio in brooklyn yeah a lot of fun had lots of pizza um and uh you know and uh it was it, we, we did it all in i think like three or four hours you know and uh yeah so it's uh, cool to hear you say that because um yeah, I, I actually I, I kind of forgot about it, but I, I actually kind of 
I kind of like both those versions better, especially Never Enough. I like that version better than the, the main version because um, it's just got more of a live thing to it. Um, I would say Never Enough, you know, it's an earlier song for us, you know, when we were just getting our, our thing together as, as the band we are now. And, and, uh, um, and, and the acoustic version keeps some of that energy that, we, you know, that's in the live show in a sense. Yeah, no, it's you. I mean, you guys have done what two EPs and a full length, and then another EP coming. Is that correct? Please. Yeah. Well, we did those. The first couple of things we did were as our previous, you know, incarnation, which same people, but it was if that was under the name Pete R G when when okay. which is as I was saying earlier when we started out as um, as uh, you know singer songwriter band where everyone was backing me up. Right. And 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 that's more the you know indie rock, uh, Americana ish all rock stuff. Okay. Um, but but uh, you know beginning with down and the life that's that's sons of silver, and and we changed the name because the, the, the sound had really evolved, and because the simple fact that we became a band, mm-hmm. we were no longer you know uh, you know a singer songwriter setup. Yeah. And um and the, and the name sons of silver came because. We had been toying around with that name as a name for the for the, for the back of band, um, and uh, and the guys really loved it, and uh, uh, we all loved it. We started testing with 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 fans, in particular. We were in, we were in Britain a year ago, and we were trying it. You know, saying, "Hey, what do you guys think of this name?" And they're like, "Oh, I like that." And and it's actually my my last name, Argyropoulos. That's what it means in Greek. It means uh-huh. son of silver. And it, was, it was my dad who had mentioned it at one point, and my That's my cool. one of my brothers reminded me. And uh, so, you know, working, sometimes sometimes people will say, well, but you have a girl in the band. I'm like, yeah, that's, you know, the spice. I mean, I never, there's no explanation for that. You know what, that like, don't overthink this. That didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> I didn't even, I was like, oh, it's a, it's a cool band name. Whatever. Yeah, thank you. And we were actually surprised because I was like, oh, it's got just kind of a, you know, I don't want, you'd think it would take it, right? Yeah. I mean, it's not like, you yeah. know, it's not like sons of, sons of the t-shirt wearing, you know, uh, baggage handlers, you know, some just off the wall thing. So, so yeah, it was, it was all available. All the domains were available. We were like, wow, okay, it's very serendipitous. Here we go. And that was that. That's great. Because sometimes yeah. finding the right band name can take forever. And I mean, when t- t- some band names, you, you go, really? That's the name of the band? Really? But I, right? that name sticks that is a good that is a good name as far as band names go so so well done really. thank you thanks thank cool. you yeah I, I we feel the same and and uh and so it's good to hear that i appreciate that yeah it's a, actually it makes, makes me think have you seen on apple tv it came out in the last couple of weeks the um the beastie boys documentary no no oh, you don't you don't have no. to be a fan of the bc boys you know to, to probably to enjoy it because um they're the, the two remaining members are are very charming yeah. uh and they they, they the, the way in which they tell uh this the way in which this documentary is presented is, is pretty cool it's, it's, i haven't seen like that before they're on a stage with a screen in the backdrop oh. in front of an audience at a theater and they're they're recounting their story uh, in live in person and it's it's they're they're the narrators you know and it's it's pretty cool I mean, but but 
But uh, it's, it's funny because they were talking about their name. You know, it was actually someone else who came up with the name, one of the original members of this sort of group they had, which had nothing to do with the music they ultimately became famous for. <laughs> and, uh, and, and Beastie Boys, they, they, were, they said, first of all, it was like, what, a, what a weird name. You know, it's meant like boys, blah, 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 blah. It yeah. was an acronym. Beastie was an acronym, and it was just some strange name. And it said, and on top of that, we had a girl in the band. So... It, it just, you know, made this, this whole name made no sense. And you could see that they were kind of squirming when they were recounting this, this tale about the name because wow. I was like, wow, you guys have been stuck with this name forever and it's pretty clear you don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Could you imagine? For like, well, what, since the 80s, they've, they've been known as the Beastie Boys and they don't even like it. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Exactly. The high grade problems though, right? You know? Yeah. Wow. That's... That's, I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that for sure. I want to see that. I want I want to see them squirm when they mention that. That's funny. Yeah, it, it is pretty funny because there's uncomfortable there, especially because these guys have got to be fifty or mid fifties now. You know, yeah. so uh, it's 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 kind of interesting when from that perspective too. But uh, yeah, it's, it's worth a watch. But I, I, yeah, going back to what you were saying, when you when you have a name you don't like, it's, it's like anything in life, I mean, if it's, if it's your, your personal name, I mean, you're like, geez, what's your name? It's kind of mumble it out. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I hate, I hate, I don't like that name. I, I'm going to change it. <laughs> you know. I've known people to do that. <laughs> oh yeah. There are people that do it. You know, like, oh, I don't like the name my parents gave me, you know, and I'm sure yeah. the parents are pissed off about it too. Why'd you go change your name? Right. So. Exactly. Yeah. That's, I can say that coming from a Greek family, that you are really treading on thin ice if you if you dare to do that. You know, oh, like, that. do you want do you want to get rid of? Do you want to change the name that was given to you because of your grandfather and your grandfather's grandfather and your grandfather's grandfather's grandfather. You know, oh god, here you go with the guilt trip, there, mom. All right. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, when I was a kid, because my name, um, was not common. It wasn't really common. My first name wasn't common. Tyson. So. Right. I hated it. I absolutely hated it because I was just yeah. like, oh, it's different from everybody else. Why didn't you just call me Mike or Jason or something like that, you know? Yeah, John. Yeah, and I'm like, why did you name me that? And I would tell my parents, I was like, you know I'm going to change my name when I get older. I'm changing it. And they get all upset, right? They'd be like, no, you can't do that. That's the name we gave you. We found it in a book, and we love that name. You can't change it. And I'm like, nope, I'm changing it. But as time went on, and the name became more common, it was like, oh, why would I ever change it now? It's just, you know, it's who I am. But Yeah, no, I get that. It's funny. Yeah, I, I like the name Tyson. So, you know, if you ever have a moment of second guessing yourself again, <laughs> just don't, don't do it. It's good. It's a good name. No, My name, on the other hand, Peter. Ah, it's a good it's name, a, too. It's a, I mean, it's a good name. It's... Uh, it's like yeah, but you know you know what it's like growing up with a name like Peter. Not that there's anything bad. I mean, it's no. just it's kind of funny. Well, Peter Piper, yeah, Peter Rabbit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. You know, like mom, dad, really. And the irony is, is that it's actually like I got my name from my my grandfather, my dad's dad. It's kind of how you do it. The, the Greeks they they skip a generation and give you know the the paternal or the maternal yeah. name to the, you know, the son or the daughter. Right. And my, my Greek name is Panayotis or, or Pano for short. Okay. And, and that, that actually doesn't even translate to Peter. The, the Greek name for Peter is Petros, like, like Petra the rock. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, 
And but but mine, there is no translation for mine. It's kind of like uh, it means it sort of means saint of all saints. So um, so anyway, when my grandfather you know first came over, he, he you know Americanized his his name and, and changed it to Peter, and and that's you know for me. But I'm like, wait a minute, because one of my cousins is named Pano. And I'm like, one of my younger cousins, I'm like, wait a minute, why didn't you guys do that for me? Because that's a cool name, that's fresh. Yeah, you know? that's true. That's, I always, you know what's, it's funny when you, when you mention that thing of the grandfather going to the, skipping a generation and then you get the name. I mean, there's some names that, that just don't translate over the years. Like, like if, say you're a female and you're born today and you end up with the name Helen. Or Ruth, or something like that, because, oh, because those painful. names are not very common anymore, right? It's, right. Those aren't the names that Gertrude. People, yeah, Gertrude. Exactly. Oh, we're, so, we're making some enemies here on this. I know sure. we are, and we apologize. We're not doing that on purpose. I'm just, you know, this is just, <laughs> yeah. this is just an example. So, I mean, when yeah. when you think of Peter, it's not that bad. It's really not that bad. No, no, it's acceptable. It's, it is. It's, it's, yeah, I agree. Thank you. I'm, I feel better now that you mentioned that, so um, you know, I, I'll, I'll sleep a little bit better tonight. I won't have to drink as many beers before bed, you know? No, exactly. <laughs> and I feel better, too, because, you know, I'm, I'm happy with my name. But it, it's been probably 20 years since my name, maybe more than that. It was just when I was a kid, and, and it could have been, too, to drive my dad nuts as well, just to, you know, like, to be a... No, a kid, especially a young boy, wanting to drive his dad nuts, I find that hard to believe. I know, right? <laughs> and I have one of those, and he does the same to me. So, yeah, well, you know what they call that, right? Payback? Karma, karma. That's Car- right. Pay- payback, karma. Same thing, exactly. Your mom is probably, your dad probably celebrating every moment that he sees something happen. Oh, he's loving it. He loves every second of it, especially when he, you know, gives me a hard time. He's like, "Oh, I remember when you did that." Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I never did that. <laughs> yeah, I talk. Our, our guitarist Kevin has a five and a half year old son, and uh, and Kevin Kevin and I talk about it a lot because he'll be like he'll see things and he'll be like oh god I'm like what he goes oh man because that's yeah that's that's what I did to my dad yep. <laughs> I'm like I'm like so so what's the future hold for you guys it's not good it's not good I know <laughs> and, I know. and his son is. His son is an angel, so, you know, it's pretty funny. And, yeah, and my son will be like, his thing is like, just to say no, no to me. I'm like, why are you talking to me like that? And then I think back and I'm like, oh, man, I gave my dad such a hard time. And now I, there is that karma, that payback that I'm getting now. So Yeah, yeah, fully. No, I, I think about that sometimes, the stuff I put my dad through. And I, I just, I'm like, oh, wow. Oh, what is <laughs> What you know to, to, to be nice about? It, I'll say what a jerk to myself. That is, you know, the, I, I'm I'm using a kind word. I could I could use something much nastier. Yeah. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Well, exactly. It's just you know what it's. Those are the genes, and that's you know that's the way of thinking, and whatever it is, it is, it is right. It, it really is, you know, and 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 all things considered, yeah, I can speak for me, and I'm going to assume for you that it's uh, again it's. Not that big of a deal. It's pretty, you know. We're, we, I think we ended up pretty high up the food chain, so to speak, when it comes to, you know, having emotional issues. So I'm, I'm, I'm thankful for that. <laughs> oh, you know, sorry, that's much rap. <laughs> that's so awesome. Jeez. Um, 
Well, Peter, um, I, I really want to thank you. Great conversation today, man. Thank you so much. Likewise. Um, Likewise. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we go? Anything, you know, um, website, uh, where to get the albums, you know, anything, like anything, really? Well, I mean, look, all the typical stuff is you can just Google Sunday Silver and you'll find our, our website, our Facebook page, the likes of that. I would say the only other plug I have yeah. is twofold. One that our our first single from our upcoming EP comes out uh, in a few weeks. To, to actually, in two weeks it goes to radio. And that, that single is called Read Them, Read Them Their Rights. Uh, and then our EP is out. In, on June nineteenth, and uh, all all the places you'll find music, and the EP is going to be called Root Awakenings. Uh, Reading the rights to be on it, as well as the other track you mentioned, uh, World on Fire. World on Fire. And uh, you know, and we'll we'll be back on the road as, as soon as we're allowed. I mean, we're we're a live band. That's that's where we excel. Um, and uh, you know, and we hope uh, we do hope that sooner than later. You know, and that uh, everyone's you know relatively safe along the way. Well, hopefully you guys make it up here at some point because I will. Oh, absolutely! I would love to come in and see you guys because I, I mean, I, I'm totally digging it. And actually, you, I didn't mention "Read Them Their Rights." That that's a great song as well. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it, it was confusing because on the website, the first, um, the first song on there was uh, the other one we mentioned. World on fire. World on fire. Sorry. Yeah, well, what happened was this, we, we've had those songs since the fall. Right. And, and, um, and basically we were planning for uh, a March release of, of the EP. And then obviously, you know, everything's happened with quarantine. We, we saw it coming. You, you, you could see it coming, you know, by, by early February. So we, we knew we were going to push back the release. And in the meantime, we recorded a couple, we recorded a bunch of other songs. So we pushed back the EP we uh, EP release date to its current date in June, and we we uh, added a couple songs to EP or swapped out a couple for no other reason than it just felt right for the for the theme of the EP and also for the uh, the following EP which we we wrapped up as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, in the meantime, you know, we had, we had done a digital only release of Reading Their Rights and then a, a, a release of Will on Fire. So. So the kind of the timetable got a little, you know, um, sort of warped. But but nonetheless, um, it's actually worked out to our favor because people, folks such as yourself, got got a good amount of time to really live with yeah. a couple tracks and get a feel for where we're at. And so it's, it, again, it served us kind of kind of well. So it's been a little serendipitous. Well, I look forward to the album. I'm real or the EP. Looking forward to it. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll make sure to get get it to you. Okay. Perfect. Thanks, man. Um, well, you enjoy the rest of your day. And again, thank you so much for on the show, man. It was it was really a pleasure. Likewise, I really appreciate it, Tyson. Okay. And uh, you know what? I, I don't know if we're still recording here, but or not. But even if we are, yeah. <laughs> just um, if you would, uh, if you don't have my email, drop me your email if you would um, to make it through Jody, and, and I'll get okay. you. Uh, you know, and then maybe if you would send send me your uh, your mailing address, I'd love to send you a a, a t you know t shirt or something like that. Right. Yeah. Awesome, man! Thank you. Okay, perfect. Let, uh, let me know what 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 size you like. You know? Okay, perfect. Thanks. I will. Uh, I'll get a hold. Of, I'll let Jody know. I'll send her my email, and she can forward it to you. And I'll send her my address and all that stuff. And we'll go. Cool. And then and oh, last, please let me know when the podcast is out because we'll we'll 
I'm black. You know, all our social networks. Are you are you on Facebook as yourself? Are you on Facebook? I am. Yeah, it's, it's Peter Arjuvis. Okay. There are actually a number of us on there, but uh, okay. um, you'll you'll see mine related to some soldiers. So okay, I'll I'll look you up and we'll we'll go from there. That sounds good. All right, cool, man. Okay. Well, thanks again. I really appreciate it. It's great talking, man. I hope we get to do it again soon. You too. Absolutely. Have a good day. You too. Bye. Bye. Shake down like we haven't seen since 1939 Berlin Enemies manufactured in a rage of zero tolerance